It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 730 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, February 4th, 2024. How did we get to February already? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm joining the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only Joe at Marnus3. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. And by the way, by saying that, you just made the Jimmy Kimmel show. Did I? Yep. He does that every every month. Yeah. <laughs> On the first of every month, he goes, he shows all the news people across the country saying, Could you believe it? It's February 1st. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I did see that. Yes. Uh, also joining us, Sue and Rocco. How are you, Sue? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, um, not happy about having surgery tomorrow, but I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> Um, you know, today is 2424, just for the record. 2424, yeah. There you go. And fresh back from New Zealand and, uh, and Australia. Australia, yeah. yeah. A remarkable trip. I highly recommend anyone who can actually do it. It is a really good eye opener and just an incredible experience. But it is long, hard travel. So yeah. give yeah. yourself a be kind to yourselves. Yes. <laughs> and the Ed McMahon of the Tim Cornwall Show. Hi, Francie 57. Dario. How are you, Francie? <laughs> huh? How are you, Francie? What? What? I, <laughs> what? I missed it. I said, how are you? Huh? Oh, um, I'm okay. You know, um, I live in the red, red part of Delaware, and um, we got the uh, Trump crap popping up all over. Oh, God. Not a single Nikki Haley anything. Of course. Trump, 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 Trump. Just down the road, these goons got a flag. I I need to take a picture of it because it's remarkable. It is the the stripes and stars, American flag, but in the center of it, they got a muscle-bound Donnie. Oh, God. With an S for Superman on his chest. And behind his head, an eagle. Anybody remember when the eagle wanted to bite his head off? <laughs> yes, yes. Whoever designed this flag did not really think it through because it looks like the eagle is trying to bite his head off. <laughs> and this jackwad got it near his mailbox. You're not supposed to put anything on your mailbox. I think it's illegal. So he got it next to the mailbox. And every time I drive by it, I'm tempted to... Run down his Do mailbox. Do something to it. They might have cameras. Drive over his <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> if, if I had a flamethrower, I could drive by, open the window, and you know, zap it. <laughs> like let it go up in flames. But I'm gonna get a picture of it because it's craptastic. I know. Well, I saw a picture of 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 people carrying a, a, a an American flag that had Donald Trump's mugshot from Georgia on it. And I was just like, this is the most disgusting desecration of our national flag. Hey, Donnie thinks he looks like Elvis. Oh, and yeah. somebody did a split face of Elvis and him. <gasps> oh, God. It's, it's puke-worthy. Right? It's like, <laughs> he, And then the picture going around with his messed up makeup that looks like um, motor oil. Right. His face. <laughs> I mean, the man, he is dementia, Don. Yeah. Dude, dude has lost it. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I still, someone posted that picture and said, "Caption this," and I put, yes. and I put in the com, I put in the comments. I said that moment when you realize your cellmate is three weighs three hundred and fifty pounds and his name Bubba. <laughs> oh God! I know the people. The comments people are wonderful. You know what they come up with. Oh, what thing is Rizzy? He is a fucked up piece of shit. He is, and also joining us from down Tennessee, way, Adam Hebert. How are you, Adam? Oh, I'm doing great, and and don't don't slander pieces of shit like that. <laughs> Come on, guys. I, I will all the day long, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you know th- th- what? What did shit do to deserve that unfair comparison? Hey, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's, what's happening down Tennessee way, Adam? Oh, nothing much. Nothing much. Just a complete failure of the criminal justice system. Huh. Uh. And the inventory games are over. The odds were in my favor. Oh, good. <laughs> Although, uh, <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> they were. Uh, I left at seven thirty uh, Friday night. Uh, Friday the twenty uh, sixth. Came back at nine Saturday morning, and all the senior managers were still there. And I knew something had gone catastrophically wrong. Uh oh. So yeah, we couldn't we couldn't open the store until almost eleven o'clock because the store can't be open until inventory is finalized. Oh my goodness! Hey. Wow. So, so it sounds like you had a crazy week, crazy <laughs> crazy week. So, so thank you, Adam. Always glad to have you, Adam Kuhn at Mastodon World on the Mastodon, but you're also on the Threads, Adam Kuhn at the Adam Hebert. Oh, the Adam There's Hebert. only. Yes, I am the Adam Heber, not a Adam Hebert. I do not come in six packs, <laughs> and you will, you will all, you should all be thankful for that fact. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, Adam. Always glad to have you back. And Francie, what's happening in Delaware Way besides your uh, flag issues? <laughs> um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> not a damn thing, which I like. Things are quiet. Um, the sun is out right now. It's a forty-four degrees. Um. You know, I like quiet. I like peace. That's good. Because we're in for a bumpy ride. Oh, yes, we are. (laughs) Buckle up, kids. Yeah, we didn't we didn't watch Svengoolie the last couple of weeks because one the one movie last week was about rats and I was like, oh my god, that (laughs) was it. Willard, disgusting. Yes, it was Willard. The original, I assume. Yes, yes, the original. Ugh. Ugh. And and then and then creature from the lagoon was on last night. And yeah, I'm we like, saw oh, that. revenge of the revenge of the creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that one not uh, last year, I think. But yeah, uh, I watched. Oh, it. but God, we watched this crazy series on on Netflix called the uh, what was it? Um, Obliterated or something like that. Oh, What's Obliterated. What? Oh, I haven't seen Obliterated. that one. Oh my God, it's insane. <laughs> oh, I, I can say. Do not, Sue. Do not am. watch it. Do not watch it with children around. <laughs> Oh, no worries here. Yeah, me, me neither. Not right, not right now. Um, I do recommend we went to the movies since I won't be able to go for a while, um, and saw American Fiction with Jeffrey Wright, and I cannot recommend it high enough. It is a smart, smart, funny satire, and Ooh, right. really relevant. It's well written. Wright is a god. I love him. I've loved him. I've seen him twice on Broadway. But the whole cast is just wonderful, mm. and um. Uh, Leslie Uggams plays the mother. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, I have a whole Leslie Uggams story for you guys because very few people can say this, but Leslie Uggams was in my driveway in 1984. Wow. 
That's an odd brag, but okay. Hey, <laughs> how many people get to say that? Uh, my sister-in-law, I was telling her last night she'd never heard the story. And so we were just laughing. I said, but and here she is, she's still, I'm like, I know that lady. She's been in my driveway. <laughs> Yes. Well, Francie, you're France 57 on Mastodon.social on Mastodon, but as well as on threads and... Other and, me? Yeah. I'm still on um, you, Shitter. Instagram. I'm still on Shitter. Are you? Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm staying until it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it is Shitter. It's well, you know, the news, that, it, the news that Elon Musk is... Uh, is it using heavy drugs makes makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does, because it's just, I mean, he's a wonderful businessman like Donnie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's burn the money. Yes. He, he does it on the backs of other people's ideas yes. and hard work. He, does, well, he hasn't Donnie, invented anything. No, Donnie grifts. Donnie's the grifter, the carnival barker. Yeah. Selling pieces of his stupid smelly suit. Right. <laughs> Break. Yeah, well, soon his buildings will be selling to a bunch of women who finally are getting some justice. Oh, yes, good. I that's hope. That's right. And uh, thank you, Francie. And from and Sue and Rockville at MSTDN.social. So I'm very little on Mastodon right now. So if you don't mind, I'm still on Twitter at 841920MIMA6. Of course, we're also on at Media Buster 6 because that's the group of us who are trying to carry on Eric Bollert's legacy by doing very good media reporting and exposing the biases like stupid having stupid Steve Kornacki on MSNBC and talking about polls when we all know polls, all bullshit. polls are bullshit. bullshit. Thank you. So, you know, they just can't help themselves because they've got nothing else to talk about. Um, but you can find me on um, Post Spoutable Instagram at Sue in Rockville and also on Mastodon. But I'm doing most of my posting at those places and threads, Sue in Rockville threads. and threads. I'm doing a lot more posting on threads because I'm yeah. finding the news agencies all kind of moving over there, too. Yeah. yeah. And the well, that's because Elon keeps throwing them off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're all migrating to, tw to uh, threads. So, yep. yeah. So I actually have more followers on threads right now than anywhere else, which I thought was a real interesting growth. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank uh, you, Sue. That's what it is. Thank you. And Joe, what's happening up uh, Scranton way? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing goes on up here. I, I don't know uh, about you, but like I looked at the weather for this week in Pittsburgh, and normally it would be like in the twenties or single digits yeah. uh, for February, and we'd be getting snow. But it, no, it's going to be almost fifty-five degrees. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they said the average for this coming week is around thirty-six yes. for this time of year, and we're going to be around fifty mm. by yep. the end of the week. So yeah, that's good. No problems. Yeah, in the sixties. There's no climate change. No, not guys. at all. No. There's no climb. There's no, no climb. None. Oh, so. Oh, no, oh sorry. So. But anyway, um, social media, I have totally given it up. 100% uh, <laughs> gone. I'm on Facebook and uh, I guess Mastodon, but I post nothing anymore. Because yeah. I don't want to hear or say anything yeah. anymore. Yeah, well, I want it's to a hear total waste you. of It's a total waste of my time. Yeah. Well, well you want to hear from me? Give me a call. Yeah. Well, that's why okay, I if I, no. that's like, if I, I see to, something, I have, to see if I, still have, your phone I, have I, I have no time 
for the idiocy that that is on social media anymore. Amen. Yeah. Not on that much. I, I don't. I don't. I just. I have totally one. I and Tim, you know, I've been weaning away. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, I've cut it off altogether. Not right. only, not only uh, X or whatever the fuck they call it, right. but everything. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? You know, like first of all, having discourse with these people is like talking, like you say, to cult people, and cult people are brainwashed and. There's yeah. nothing you can say. There's no fact you could bring. There's no article or, or fact thing you can bring them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you're either you know, you're either all in or all out. Pretty yeah. much uh, I'm all pretty much the only thing I'm, I do is laugh at memes on Facebook. That's about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> I look at cat videos. <laughs> and cat videos, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been on this this campaign like like uh, um, about the media and and sort of see a slight turn i'm not sure so i'm going to hold off on that on their uh, emphasis on joe biden's age and all this crap and the bad economy and i i see that's slowly turning around a little bit but you know still we have eli honig at, at cnn who Eli-Hanig, excoriated yeah. uh Fonnie willis yeah he's full of shit He's so yeah. full of shit, and and he he went on and on and about about how she deserves what she's getting and everything. She's getting nothing. She hasn't done anything illegal. Right. All I would tell Eli Honick to write do is why don't you go to the to the filing she made right her her lawyer made Friday, and read it. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's 176 pages, but it's only third. The filing itself is only 36, and and the rest of it is just ex- exhibits. But if you read it. There's no fucking basis for any of this. Exactly. Zero. Sorry. Can't remove her. There's no legal base to remove her. And there certainly is no legal base, no matter what she did, even which wasn't unethical. But even if she did something unethical, which she did not. Thank you. Okay. Even if she did something unethical, it doesn't change the facts against... The people who have been charged. Thank no, you. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I guess a couple of them have pleaded freaking guilty. Right. Thank so, you. Uh, so you've got to remember, so, if you're going to be on CNN, you're going to toe the line. Joe, uh, John Malone, Mr. $9.6 billion of value, owns that network now. You are on CNN by his largesse and his permission. Oh, that's true. You don't that's toe true. the GOP lapdog line. You're gone. But, but, but it's true of all the networks. NBC, ABC, oh, yeah, CBS, because they're all they're all owned. Worse than that, they're corporate. Right. Okay, yes. and all they're looking for is the bottom line, and the bottom line means you have to have viewers on both sides. Yeah. So they play this both sides this, this both sides argument. This okay. is not, and I'm going to keep saying this. This is not an election. This is a war between one Democratic Party, the last one that's left in this country. And a cult Fascism. of Nazis. Fascism. Sorry. And until I hear, you know, Jake Tapper and all these asshole anchors yeah, on ABC, it. CBS, on the nightly news saying, Thanks. you know what? This ain't normal. Right. Thank you. This ain't normal anymore. Thank you. Thank well, stop it. I mean, Thank it's you. just like we saw, you know, they were they were talking him and Han about, oh, Biden's in trouble with black voters and this and that in South Carolina. And, and then... You know, they held the Democratic primary yesterday, and Biden walked away with 97% of the vote. 
and all 55 delegates. And the black turnout. Yeah, stay home. And the black okay. the black turnout was thirteen percent higher than it was in twenty twenty. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, when they say when they interviewed, they they find this one one African American that, that right. Oh, they went to the barbershop. Yeah, right. You know, like the black barbershop. His name in, is Tim Scott. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they go to Tim Scott and they ask him, "Oh, Biden." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and what are African Americans going to get from Republicans? What, hoods and robes? Right. A noose? That's what you're going to get. They right. wanted to hang the goddamn vice president. You don't think they want to go back to hanging black people? Yeah. Well, I just like that of woman. Of course they do. Just like what that woman from Chicago. Michigan Arabs. What about the Michigan Arabs that are leaving Biden in droves? Well, yeah, leave them. Not em. doing enough to support Hamas. Yeah, leave them. Because, because, because you, the I guess out. you want another Muslim ban. Is that what yeah. you want? Because day it's one, that's surprise. what he did last time. Yep. 2017. Yep. He... Day one, 2017, day after inauguration, ban on on, on, on Arab immigration. Yep. Well, okay, Palestinians, go for him. Well, go and, for let me, him. and let me tell you what what one fact that was pointed out uh, I saw on MSNBC. Of all the third party candidates that candidates that have ever run in the 260 plus years of this country, not one has ever won a single electoral vote. Exactly. Not one. Thank you. Even old Ralphie. Ralph Nader. Target 2025 laughs their ass off every time they hear some Palestinian American or black American say they're not going to vote Democratic. They're just like one step closer to fascism. Yeah. And let me let me just say this, because we're not going to talk about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict today, and we shouldn't, because there's all sorts of stuff going on that we don't know about. But in the history of this country... We've never taken the side of keeping hostages. Right. That there should be a ceasefire without the release of hostages. So let me be very clear to anyone who's listening and to anyone who has a friend and someone like Chris Lavoie, who is so righteously wrong all the time on Stephanie Miller that he makes me want to hurl a a rock into into my uh, computer. When you see people defending, calling for a ceasefire before the release of hostages, what you're seeing is blatant anti-Semitism. It's about giving license to hate Jewish people. And I know people want to separate. They think they're separating out Israelis from Jews or Israeli policy, even though the majority of Israelis hate Netanyahu and will be voting for change when this ends. But in our history, we have never taken the side of terrorists and we've never said, okay, you peace people, the people who were had 1,200 of you massacred, you need to wait a little longer because it's expedient because I might lose a few votes. So I want to thank President Biden. I want to thank President Clinton, who's over there, for saying the first three things you have to do before there is a ceasefire is you have to release the children, you have to release the women, and you have to release the men and the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And until you release everybody, there is no discussion forward. And anyone who doesn't agree with that, I have no use for. Go vote, go, go, stick your head under a rock. I don't care what you do. But what you're showing me as a Jew is that you don't really like Jewish people. And you'd rather let your your anti-Semitic free flag fly, then actually look for a peaceful solution. Mm. Yep. 
Thank you. That's huh. my rant for today. All right. Thank you, Sue. Amen. All right. Anyway, so uh, anyway. so Joe, <laughs> you won't find Joe on social media, but you can find me <laughs> at Tim Cormall on the Instagram, the uh, the threads, the mastodon.social, and uh, as well as the spoutable. And Facebook. But that's pretty much all I do is look at memes on Facebook <laughs> and laugh. So And you look at my pictures, Tim. Oh, and by the way, Joe, if if I do see anything that 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 looks important on uh, f- social media, usually Facebook, I, I usually take a screenshot and send it to you. Like I sent you the one yesterday of them baptizing people at the border <laughs> into oh the MAGA cult. Oh my gosh. Who did that? <laughs> the MAGA cult, the, the, the caravan, whatever trucker caravan they were literally oh. baptizing people in in horse troughs <laughs> oh they should have baptized them in with the razor wire tim <laughs> that would have been fun i Jeez. heard there were more tumbleweeds than people well that's you know why you know why because the because the board the the customs and border patrol moved all the migrants away because they were afraid these idiots would shoot them <laughs> well because they're in it's Jesus. Trucker Brigade. Give right. me a break. Yes. Breaker one nine nine. Anyway, but we're on uh, uh Timcorma.com is website for our show. We're on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts, and we're on Everett's Radio at six thirty AM Eastern and seven PM Eastern on Mondays, as well as on Radio for Humans. Thank you, Adam, Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And uh, we don't really have much of a Facebook page anymore, so <laughs> with that, let's do the follow me. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musical.ly. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow me. We'll start with uh, Francie. Who is your social media friend this week? Social media friend of the week is on threads and all the other things. Uh, after midnight at after midnight. Um, it's a game show. Uh, I don't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an insomniac. So, um, after Stephen Colbert, after midnight, they brought it back. It was on, on comedy or one of the stations years ago. And I loved it. It, it, It's, they get three comedians and it's for points. And, and, like prizes like a uh, gum wrapper or a broken desk chair or an old um, do- creepy doll. <laughs> anyway, my favorite thing in that show is, of course, hashtag wars. You know, they, they just pick whatever the topic is on social media and, you know, they do the hashtag wars. But it is funny because the comedians, <laughs> you know, they show the memes, they show the, the like, if you saw the thing with the the owl running and they have to make up stories, it's just fun, and you laugh, and I need to laugh, and so there. <laughs> All right, after midnight on Threads. Thank you, Francie, and we'll go to True uh, Sue. My media friend is at True Blue Politics. That's T R U B L U Politics. That is a brand new political podcast hosted by Karen from Chicago at KI Resist and Anita from San Antonio at Muri, I'm U R I E, Anita One. They are saving democracy one phone call at a time. I'm sorry to give you a competitor, Tim. No, I, do, I love their show. They don't do weekly. I they know. They don't do weekly. They do like every two to three weeks, depending on what topics are. Um, but they will be, they're just starting and they'll be ratcheting up as we clo- go closer to the election. They're especially focused on getting women and getting the vote out and getting yeah. women's rights restored. Yep. Yeah, I, I love, love them. them. 
I love yeah. their podcast. In fact, I'll be listening to your the latest episode. I know I was on. Today. I cheated with you. I'm so sorry. That's all right. <laughs> hey, you know what? We did. You know, I'm. I'm very I'm, disappointed in you, Sue. I <laughs> do not consider other podcast competition. I consider we're a family. We're all in this together. Voices. We are the blue wave, man. Yeah. So, and you're so right, Tim, because what you do, <clears throat> as with some, <coughs> with the others. <coughs> and I did want to mention because corporate media sucks so dreadfully and the warning signs, they keep issuing warnings. EJ Dion had a great column in the Washington post last week about this. So it is filtering through the mainstream media a little slowly, but it's getting there. There are people like Mark Jacob, Dan Frumkin, Margaret Sullivan, Sully view, Dan rather Soledad O'Brien, Jay Rosen, who's a professor at NYU, who are just terrific media watchdogs and really every day post the obvious, you know, they just expose the stupidity of what corporate media is doing and how this election, as you said in the beginning, is not a normal election. This is literally democracy versus fascism. Yes, it is. And, you know, and I, I, I say this just because I, I, we've been doing this podcast since what 2009, something like that. And I know a lot of a lot of the po- podcasters out there are on things like Patreon or whatever, because they're you know they they need to to you know raise money or whatever to support the cost of podcasting. But I have been doing this podcast out of my own pocket. I don't ask anyone for money. I do it truly as a labor of love, and and I will never ask anyone. For any money, not criticizing anybody who does, but this is Bravo. this is this is Thank I do you. this because the two hundred dollars a month or a year that it costs me for the website hosting and everything to post these these podcasts is just is just my my part of us being in the Blue Wave family here. Aww. So you know, and it doesn't cost that much. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Joe. No, and it doesn't cost that much for me. You know, for, for me to have to deal with Patreon, and then you got to pay income tax on all that and all that crap too. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So there's also other reasons. But anyway, uh, I do love their show. I listen to the podcast every every one that comes out, and uh, and it and every time I I I listen, I I. I find myself screaming, yes, yes, <laughs> to every point they make. So, so all right. I'm going to tell them to have you on. True. Boop. I think they yeah. need to have you on. I think it would be a good cross promotion for you to talk about what you, I'm just thinking this out loud. It's just coming into my head, but I think you could share with them your history of running your podcast and what, as, as a veteran podcaster now, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to do, I, I'm going to do that after the show. Okay. okay. So there you go. So All hopefully right. you'll hear from them. Oh, I love, yeah. them. Cool. love them. Love them. Okay. But you're really only on Mastodon now. We're, we're, we're I just want to make sure because when they reach you. No, I'm on we're threads and Instagram. streams. Yes. So, all right. right. So, True Blue Politics on the Twitter, even though I'm not on the Twitter. But uh, we'll go to um, uh, Adam. Uh, well, thank you. And like I said, we're not supposed to cross the streams, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had a good run. Let's end, let's end the world. Anyway, uh, my, my uh, social media friend of the week is... Um, Michael J. Elston, also known as Buzz Burbank. Yay! Yay. Great newsman, great voice, regular on the Bob Suska show. 
Uh, although I, I, <laughs> I kind of stepped in it this week uh, because they were talking about this, you know, how this secession fetish that all the red states have. I'm like, let them go. Just let them go. Yeah, well, they, they seem to forget that when they secede, then all their residents lose their Social Security and Medicare. <laughs> right. but the thing is, is that they want to leave. We don't want them. Let them go. Well, the we Supreme serve, Court already Of ruled. course, we give them a bill for all the money we spend on their state and say, hey, once you've uh, settled your tab, you're on your own. You know, you're free to go. Well, it's just all nonsense anyway, because the Supreme Court's already ruled the states can't secede. So, <laughs> but no, but the Supreme Court has not said we can't expel them. Right. Well, there you go. Well, I, I think I, I just am wondering if John Roberts is going to end up, you know, issuing a bench warrant for Governor for for uh, Governor Abbott and uh, no, having the marshals come drag go. him to Washington for ignoring the Supreme Court rules. I mean, they slapped down Alabama about over that yeah. oh, for their for them not creating that, you know, that uh, second black district against their, you know, they didn't, they just completely ignored their orders and made another district that was all white, you know? <laughs> so anyway, you know, so. Roberts isn't going to go after another red state. Who knows? Ro- Roberts is a brown, a loyal GOP brown shirt who but just yes. happens to wear a black robe. But Michael J. Olson on the threads is otherwise known as Buzz Burbank, Buzz Burbank hey. on the, uh, Bob Siska show. All right. Hey. And we'll go to Joe. Joe's muted. Uh-oh. <laughs> the puppies. Oh. The puppies. Oh, jeez. I didn't even know that. I must have. <laughs> Push the button, Frank. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> so anyway, you don't have to ask my social media friend I of the week. Because I don't have social media friends anymore. But anyway, but if I had one, it would I be. chose Taylor Swift. There you go. Yay. <laughs> nice. Because I don't usually watch... The, uh, the game, uh, the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, I, I eat wings and, and stuff like that, but I, I, I don't <laughs> put the TV on. I just, I just, I just, I just watch I just owl. the good stuff. Huh? It's Super Bowl, not Superb Owl. Shit. I've got to change my decoration. <laughs> Superb Owl. Yeah, I just watch the commercials. <laughs> I watch the commercials I, in the halftime show. <laughs> Puppy bowl, puppy bowl, anyway, Taylor Swift, uh, you know, putting it to the incels on yes. Instagram. Yes, I have more on that in my clown car. Yes, yes. all right. Yes, watching the uh, the right wing meltdown of uh, over Taylor Swift was just absolutely hilarious this oh, week. Oh, get a girlfriend, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, or, 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 or blow one up, right? Do yes, <laughs> <laughs> he has one. Jesus. All right, I Taylor mean, Swift on Instagram, on. and uh, my my uh, social media friend this week is Ron Ron uh, Ronald Filipowski on Threads. Yay! He's he's awesome, but I picked him because I oh. saw this video that he posted and said this very delusional particip- uh, participant of the trucker convoy said she ah. just realized that people the people who organized it are really bad people and they don't care about America and they're just grifting off just grifting con artists. Jeez, you just now realizing that? Do not yeah, be deceived. Yeah. Stop thinking that everybody who waves a flag and shouts freedom is your friend and a good person because we have people like this trying to join up in the movements. I found movements. this out the hard way. Movements. I found it out the hard way. That not everybody is in things for the same reasons you are. Oh. I was in the people's convoy. 
And what a fucking disappointment that ended up being. What a disappointment to find out that these people that you were with, they weren't like you. They didn't care about the country. They were a bunch of grifting motherfucking live streamers that wanted to make money off of the people in America who were hardworking and sending their money. Little old ladies. Old men. People who had to wait for their paychecks so they could oh, give no. a little bit of money to help people drive around and shout freedom and fight for freedom. And to find out that it was really for nothing. To find out. To find out that the people involved, a lot of the people involved that are involved in this convoy right here were really bad people. Do not be deceived. Stop thinking that everybody who waves a flag. Oh, God, this is hilarious. Person or is this Saturday Night Live? No, this is a real lady. This is a real lady. This is a real. Oh my god, I thought it was some. She's shocked. Now a warning, right? Really? Does she realize that the the Donald Trump has been nothing but the con man and a grift for the last? No, no, she doesn't. Forty years. Come out of a coma, right? Jesus Christ, lady. Oh my god. Wow. So confused. Oh. Is she just realizing that the entire right wing media circus is nothing? She just but... woke up, <laughs> right? Wow, she's been in a coma. Does wow. she know her cult leader is a grifter? Know, right, really. exactly. They're, They're baptizing. People. Did you Surprise. see the, the baptizing? whole movement is a big grift? I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. I'm guessing she didn't choose to get baptized at the uh, <laughs> in a horse oh. trough. <laughs> how much money she spent? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I read somewhere that they were apparently. Char- I think what she was upset about was they were apparently charging people twenty dollars a day to participate, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's probably why she was having a fit. Oh, but anyway, uh, Ron Ronald Filipowski, uh, and he's on Threads, uh, and uh, he's editor chief of MidasTouch dot com, co host of co host of Uncovered, former federal and state prosecutor and attorney and marine. So, but he's yes. his 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 posts are awesome. He's great, yes. and yeah. so yeah, yeah. So, oh my gosh. So we'll give all of our uh, social media friends the applause. And, uh, and uh, we'll start out with Roberta. So wait, Ka- she was shocked to find gambling in this establishment. Right, right. <laughs> I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. There you go. Thank you. You're Here's winning. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, you're winning, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, really. <laughs> Shocked, yeah. and, shocked and appalled. I am. In other news, water is wet. Right? <laughs> I hope it's Catholic. And bears continue to shit in the woods. Dogs yes. and cats sleeping Living together. together. Oh. hysteria. Yes. Well, uh, Anderson oh Cooper God. had uh, Roberta Kaplan on after the uh, judge, civil judgment for E.J. Carroll. Defamation claims probably higher. Uh, there may, he may be able to bring up some of the issues about presidential immunity, but that's already been litigated as well. So it's very unlikely. We, I mean, there have been plenty of cases where a jury awards a huge verdict and it gets knocked down later on. Do you anticipate Eugene Carroll actually seeing this money? Uh, completely, she'll see this money. So the, the kinds of ratios that the courts get concerned about are ratios over six to one. Here, we're well within that range. Six to one based on the person's income? Or based something? on the compensatory damages. Okay. So here, compensatory damages are 18 million. So 65 
punitives with 18 million compensatory is not that big of a ratio, and I can't imagine any court having any problem with it. Is it possible, I mean, you also hear, you know, you, there's been plenty of defendants who have a big judgment against them and somehow finagle away, declare bankruptcy or figure out a way not to pay. Do you think he's going to pay? I think he's going to have to pay. He's going to And whether it requires him to sell something or to put a lien on something to get a loan, that's his problem, not ours. He's going to pay. And Judge Kaplan, through judgment enforcement mechanisms, will make sure that he pays. And indeed, even to take the appeal, he's going to have to at least put up a bond of 20% of the amount. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yes. Well, and uh, well, and then we got this eighty, you know, one hundred or three hundred and seventy civil judgment against uh, the Trump organization. Oh God! I mean, uh, well, I don't know. You think I? I, I don't know if it's going to merit or if they're going to get three seventy, what the prosecutors are asking for. But uh, they might after this whole thing this week about uh, this past week, where the uh, the um, special master. That the judge Judge Engeron appointed to oversee the Trump's finances reported that there's still shady business going on as 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 is in 2022. So, you know, I mean, their their balance sheets are all screwed up and misreporting things and this and that. Do you think? Do you think? Huh? Yeah. Well, you mean once a con man, always a con man? Yeah, and, yeah, and Alan Weisselberg actually committed perjury. Uh, oh, oh, my stars. Oh, my stars and guard is so shocked. Oh, He's and a crook working for a crook. And he committed yeah. perjury uh, because Donald Trump paid him off to do it to protect him? Huh. With a, with a parachute? With a golden parachute? Huh. Imagine that. Huh. Yeah, imagine. Right, yeah. And then uh, Saturday Night Live had a little roasting here. The jury in his defamation case has ordered Donald Trump to pay writer E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million. And uh, Trump is a billionaire, so obviously he immediately hit up your grandma for five bucks. Right. <laughs> they, they ordered Trump to pay $83 million. That's how unlikable he is. For perspective, O.J. Simpson only had to pay $33 million for a double murder. He didn't even do it. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> This trial must have driven Trump crazy. The judge kept telling him to shut up. The jury made him pay triple what the victim asked for. Even the courtroom sketch artist made him look made, made him look like that lady who got her face ripped off by a monkey. The only way this could have gone worse for Trump is if they took away his businesses, which is, of course, what happens in next week's trial. <laughs> After Ron DeSantis endorsed Donald Trump, he called DeSantis a really terrific person and promised to stop calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> well, it's like a wise man once said. You can be the most worthless Republican in America, but if you kiss the ring, he'll say you're wonderful. Well. <laughs> After the New Hampshire primary, Nikki Haley attacked Donald Trump and called out his, quote, senior moments which made Trump so angry he almost ripped off the safety rails on his toilet. <laughs> Haley also called Trump totally unhinged and called for him to take a mental competency test. And here's some footage of Trump trying to buzz in with his answers. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, he's fine. Hasn't lost a step. <laughs> Trump did have a slight stumble this week while talking about banks, and he introduced an interesting new term called D-Bank. We're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. <laughs> I don't know what the hell debank means, but he might have to take deambulance to see the doctor. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to say debag as in to pants someone. Take deambulance to see the doctor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. What he was talking about there, debanking, is. Uh, is when banks refuse to do business with somebody based on their, their because you're an asshole, be, being an asshole, right? Yeah, yeah. Being a criminal too. Let's not sugarcoat it. They don't want to do business with you because you're an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't think it has anything to do with the six bankruptcies he's filed? Huh. Yeah, right. Do you think hmm, it's maybe. a bad risk? I mean, when yeah. banks don't want to do business with you, I mean, like that's a low bar. Most banks are like, yes, please give us your money. <laughs> yes, and uh, and then uh, Morning Joker had a little bit to say about Nikki it. Nikki Haley on Meet the Press reacting to the $83.3 million in damages a federal jury says former President Donald Trump must pay writer E. Jean Carroll for repeatedly defaming her. The nine-person jury reached a verdict in just under three hours on Friday. Afterwards, Judge Lewis Kaplan told the jury, whose names and details were kept anonymous throughout the trial, that while they are now free to speak publicly, he did not advise it. Right. The decision came after a day of contentious closing arguments that included Trump storming out of the courtroom at one point. He returned for his attorney's closing arguments, but left the courthouse before the verdict was read. The jury awarded Carroll just over $7 million in compensatory damages, another $11 million for damages to her reputation, followed by a whopping $65 million in punitive damages. After the verdict, Trump called the decision ridiculous and vowed to appeal. Carroll's attorney said afterwards that the verdict, quote, proves that the law applies to everyone in our country. Last year, a jury found that Trump sexually abused and defamed Carroll. This trial was to determine the amount of damages Carroll would receive. Well, I, well, what, what did you think? Well, I, I was, well, it's good to see an actual consequence playing out with Donald Trump. Um, I think a lot of people have questions as to how long he could drag out an appeal not to have to pay the money. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, we're looking ahead to the weeks to come for the civil fraud trial against him that could cost him a lot of money. This could undermine the former president in ways that perhaps on the political side of things people didn't expect. You do, you do get the sense with this, especially over the week, the relative silence regarding E. Jean Carroll. Yeah. You, uh, Trump to her. You do get the sense that the jury's goal was to, to put a punitive damages number that would stop the egregious behavior, stop the defamation. And they may have succeeded at that, and they may have succeeded yep. at that because so many people have said, He's eventually going to have to pay this, and he's yeah. going to have to pay a lot up front just to post the bond. I just don't know why he didn't know this before. Like, what it's well, anyhow, is, isn't it interesting though? Again, you, we talk what kind of lawyers. Do you we, have, we, we right? talk about how over the past several years it was almost like uh, the laws of gravity were suspended, and people right. could say whatever they wanted as it pertained to speech. 
And, and you, you see the InfoWar guys uh, right. bankrupted yep. by lying about the Sandy Hook parents. Because when he did that, you were like, who? Alex Jones. Wait, people can do that in America? People, but they can't do that in America. When Rudy Giuliani lied about uh, two black women who were trying to help Georgia and be public servants, yep. he lied yep. about them. Just, just made up a lie about them. You just have to go, wait a second. Can, can you do that in America? Is that... I, I didn't think you could do that. Ended up you couldn't. He's going bankrupt now. And then you have the same thing with Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Fox Trump. Fox News. Well, and, yeah, and, and, Fox, and Fox News because of former hosts on Fox News. And then Donald Trump thinking, well, I can, I can defame a woman. I can keep defaming a woman. I can be found guilty of sexually abusing her. I can still lie about her. I can still defame her. I can still say terrible things about her because I'm Donald Trump. And the jury finally, finally came in and said, yeah, you're, you're Donald Trump and you're gonna owe E. Jean Carroll $83 million. And, and so we see one, uh, you know, one idiot at a time. I, I've just gotta say it, one idiot at a time. Do, do they not know? There are defamation laws in the United States of America, one idiot at a time. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking to the InfoWars guy or yeah. Rudy Giuliani or now Donald Trump, you know, they screwed around and they found out what happens when you defame people over and over again. But mm-hmm. the, the thing is that he was found liable for defamation. What we were waiting for was the outcome of how much he had to pay. And he yeah. kept doing it, like kept making the her. cost higher and higher. Yeah. Yep, there you go. That's what because happens. Because he believes the law doesn't apply to him. That's right, he's absolutely. never been told he's no. He's gotten away with everything, all well, his stupid lies. But have you, have you noticed though, right? If you see his true social posts, ever since that judgment came down, yeah, the the lawyer asked the jury to award enough damages to make him stop. He yeah. has not said one thing about Eugene Carroll. Right. They yeah. shoved the potato up his tailpipe. Yep. Yeah. He said he said stuff about the judge. He said stuff about Roberta Kaplan. He said stuff about all the other lawyers, but he has not said a word about Eugene Carroll. So it looks like 83.3 million was enough to make him stop. (laughs) Money talks. Right? And then uh, I loved Rachel Maddow had E. Jean Carroll on. This this interview, to anybody who skipped it or didn't think it had, um, it was, you know, they just either they didn't see it. Go back to YouTube and look at this interview between Maddow and E. Jean Carroll and her team because it is the best indictment of Trump and the best knocking him down in history yes. of any media. Yes, and actually MSNBC replayed it last night. Good. And, and we watched it again because it was that good. So, How many of us would have the guts of E. Jean Carroll at age 80 to do what she did? To call his question, to test it, to make us decide it as a country, to render this would-be strongman just a man. Joining us now is E. Jean Carroll, who successfully sued Donald Trump for defamation. She's flanked tonight by her, her lawyers in the case, Robbie Kaplan, who you see on your left, uh, and Sean Crowley, who you see on the right. Thank you all so much for being here. It's such a pleasure to see the three of you here and to have you here. I, I'm, I'm really grateful you made the time. It's a pleasure. 
Um, Jean, let me just ask you, you, you guys have lived this case in one way or another um, since 2019, when Trump was still in the White House and you published your book. How different is it now to be part of this case now that you are out the other side? You have won this massive $83 million judgment. Do you, um, does, it, does it feel different to you now than it did while you were in the middle of it? Uh, Rachel, thank you for that incredible introduction. The three of us were shaking with laughter and tears in our eyes, laughing and crying all at the same time. You happened to put in a nutshell what we were fighting for. You did it. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yes, I feel that this bodes well for the future. I think we've planted our flag. I think we've made a statement that that things are gonna be different, that there's gonna be a new way of doing things in this country because of this indestructible team of lawyers, Rachel. Um, I am sometimes 50 years older than some of the associates on our team, 50, I'm 40 years older than Sean, I'm 30 years older than, than Robbie, and together, um, uh, this team of brilliant young people have, as you said, um, stood up to the man. Who, by the way, Rachel, is not even there. He's nothing. He is without, he is like a walrus snorting <laughs> and like a rhino flopping his hand. It was, he is not there. That was the surprising thing to me. Well, on that point, talking about, you know, being face to face with him, being in the same physical space with him for the first time since when you say he assaulted you in, in 1996. Right. Uh, what you're describing there in terms of him being nothing, him feeling like an animal, him feeling yeah. not intimidating. Was that a shock to you? Because, I mean, yeah. your guts here, your bravery here includes the physical bravery about being around him again. It sounds like it didn't go the way you expected it to once you were in the same room. No, Rachel, I was terrified. I, w I was uh, just a bag of sweating corpuscles as we prepared for trial. And uh, three day, four days before trial, I had an actual breakdown. I lost my ability to speak. I lost my words. I couldn't talk. And I couldn't go on. It was, that's how frightened I was. But oddly, we went into court. Robbie took uh, the lectern. I sat in the witness chair like this. And she said, uh, Miss Carroll, good morning. Would you please spell your name for the court? And amazingly, I looked out, and he was nothing. He was nothing. He was a phantom. It was the people around him who were giving him power. He himself was nothing. It was oh, an astonishing um, uh, uh, discovery for me. He's nothing. We don't need to be afraid of him. He can be knocked down. Twice, Crow, by this woman right here. By this, well, well, by the by the team here. Yes, he was nothing. Yep. He so, is nothing. So he is nothing, and he's always been nothing. Mm -hmm. And this is what I don't understand as a former New Yorker who's known him for the, since the seventies. 
Yep. He was a slimy grifter. He yep. was using fake names to get publicity. And of oh, course, yeah. the fascists at, at the New York Times, who always enable fascists and lies, and you know, were happy to put him on page six and give him all this publicity, even though he didn't earn any of it. And he was being sued for racial discrimination with his with his evil father in the seventies. Mm-hmm. We all knew he was yep. stupid. My cousin's my husband's cousin went to Wharton. We knew he bought his test exams and he bought his way in. We knew he flunked out of Fordham. We knew the true measure of this son of a bitch. We oh, knew yeah. Roy Cohen had been his lawyer. You didn't need to know anything more than that. Yep. Nothing has changed. And I don't understand why anybody he is nothing. He's always been nothing. And since 2016, I've just gone, he's nothing. What the hell is wrong with you people? What are you not seeing that has been oh. so clear to millions of us Come. who have known him for over 40 years? Mm-hmm. I, I, I am absolutely baffled by well, the idea that this, this bully, this incompetent, willfully ignorant, ignorant demented deviant, has had any power whatsoever and hasn't been laughed out of the public eye years ago. Well, this is what this is what the the, the people who oh. who were in his camp in 2016 and have woken up since they, 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 right. they said like what like a quarter of the or 30 40% of the people that are going to these primaries and are voting for Nikki Haley said they won't vote for Trump. They've woken well, that's up. That's what they say, but I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. They're in a cult. They're going to come home because they've been told since the day their mom popped them out, you vote Republican. Doesn't matter who. If they have the R next to their name and the name sounds white enough, you vote for the Republican. Um, I don't think there's going to be any sort of you know massive uh, denial of the Republican vote to Trump. Maybe enough to hurt him, but no. Republican. The Republican Party is a fucking cult, mm-hmm. and they're going to come home. The vast majority of them – the people who are saying I won't vote for Trump, guarantee you as soon as they're in the booth and the and the curtain is pulled, they're voting for Trump. Because well, again, they've been brainwashed to do that. Whereas Democrats, we weigh our options. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at you know, like I you know th- I sixty seven years ago, I would have probably been an Eisenhower a Republican. So when the Repu- but that's when the Republican Party actually, you know, stood for shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not as liberal as, as, you know, certain people. And I've always pointed – I pointed this out for a long time. People don't get it. We don't have a liberal party in America. We have two right-wing parties. Mm-hmm. We have the we have the Democratic Party, which is slightly right of center. And we have the Republican Party, which is to the right of Attila the fucking Hun. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me get back on to the rest of this because they had some thoughts about uh, – about Trump's lawyer, Alina, Alina Haba. And uh, I think one of my favorite memes was, uh, and just like that, she returned to her stripper pole at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> so. No, no. I'm glad you asked me that question. No, I'm not having any second thoughts about representing President Trump. It is the proudest thing I could ever do. Yeah, oh. but how did it go? Just after the jury ordered her client to pay $83 million uh, to E. Jean Carroll. We're back now with Ms. Carroll, uh, who did successfully sue Donald Trump for defamation uh, twice. She's here along with her attorneys, Robbie Kaplan uh, and Sean Crowley. Thank you all um, 
for sticking with me. Uh, let, let me actually just stick, I, I wasn't gonna ask this, but, and it may be rude, so you don't have to answer if you don't want. I'll put this either to Ms. Crowley or Ms. Kaplan if either of you wants to field it. Um, you are both very experienced trial attorneys. You've been up against uh, some of the best and brightest um, opposing counsel and all sorts of different trials. How is President Trump's lawyering? Uh, is, he, is he well represented in court? <laughs> I'm gonna let Crowley answer that. But I, but, I, but I will say that what you heard just now in that tape of Alina Haba leaving the court and kind of yelling at the reporters, that's what we heard every single day, multiple times during this trial, but yelling at the judge. Mm. And it was unbelievably nerve wracking each time it happened, and it happens multiple times every day. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Thanks for handing that one over to me. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that uh, she had a hard job, um, and you could definitely see a difference between her sort of style when he was in the courtroom and when he was not there. Um, she was much more disciplined and, frankly, acted more like a lawyer when he wasn't yeah. there. Um, when he was, I mean, you could hear him telling her when to object and muttering things and, you know, loudly being frustrated with her. And I think she felt like she had to say things to the judge and to us and sort of put on a performance like you just saw in front of the TV cameras. Right. <laughs> Again, someone like her, um, and I, I can't even say her name because if I say Alina Haba, everyone has to go bless you. Bless you. Right. I think I pointed this out on threads. All right. What we saw in the courtroom from Alina Haba wasn't the practice of law. No. She was auditioning. She was auditioning for Fox News so she could take over when Janine Glug 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 Piro's liver finally gives out against the relentless onslaught. onslaught of booze. Of box wine, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah, she, uh, uh, the other meme I saw was what great attorney you are to, to take a $5 million judgment and turn it into 88. <laughs> right, my, I, wish, my I wish I had that sort of savvy. <laughs> she will plead your speeding ticket down to first degree murder. Right. That's a good one too. I saw that one. I like that one. Yeah. But the, it, this, she reminds me every time I see one of his half-assed lawyers, um, I, it's just the old medical school joke. You know, what do you call the person who graduates last in their medical school class? Doctor. Doctor right. Exactly. But you just will never want to go to them. And the same thing is true of law, especially if you go to a fourth tier law school like she did, because <laughs> barely accredited, and you graduate at the bottom of that class. You <laughs> have to call yourself a lawyer. But you're not, you know, my son-in-law graduated from Georgetown Law and works for one of the top firms in D.C. He's a real lawyer. She's what we used to call schlock. Yes. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, she, she, uh, she are. a park, parking lot lawyer? Yeah, she, well, she cost him 88. She's going to make some poor man's life very, very long. Yes, and she, uh, and she, uh, she's cost him 88 million and she might be costing him another 370 or possibly more. Yeah, but, you know, other than that, she's terrific. Yeah, The right. best people. Yes, all right. So, Joe, so, Joe, to set you up for the clown car. <laughs> Okay. There was do a, I need a barf bag, Yes, Joe? you do. There was a, uh, oh, you may. There's a guy on, on uh, OAN, One Uh-oh. American News, right-wing nut, nutbag station, named Allison, Stein, Allison oh. Steinberg. And he uh, had a little bit of thoughts about Taylor Swift. 
the first oh, one no. that's the most famous um, and the oh, most no. um, most common is working with famous people um, or main influencers to share uh, information or a particular uh -huh. message. So I include Taylor Swift in here. Well, what you just watched there was the oh. incredible moment that a rep from the Pentagon Psychological Operations oh, Research psycho. Firm pitched NATO's military psyop center on turning Taylor Swift into an asset back in 2019. <laughs> now, we've talked about this on the show before, but now we have to talk about it again. Because a new poll conducted by Redfield and Wilton Strategies found that 18% of voters say they're significantly more likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. It's reported the 2024 presidential election will see 8 million new voters in the U.S. electorate and a total of 41 million Gen Z voters, many of whom are obviously influenced by celebrities and social media. And seeing as T-Swift has a whopping 94.9 million followers on X alone compared to Trump's inactive account with 87 million and Biden's POTUS account with a measly 33 million, half of which are probably bots, let's be honest, I'd say, yeah, that's probably reason for concern, especially when you take into account the fact that George Soros and the Carlisle Group own Taylor Swift and her music. Oh, God, George After Soros. I was denied the chance to purchase my music outright, my entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital, and the Carlisle Group. Yet, to this day, None of these investors have ever bothered to contact me or my team directly to perform their due diligence on their investment, on their investment in me, to ask how I might feel about the new owner of my art. Well, yeah, Soros might own her music, but the devil surely owns her soul. Oh. We all know Taylor Swift openly perpetuates all the mainstream liberal talking points. She's very pro-LGBT. She supports mm -hmm. abortion. Yes. She condemned white oh. supremacy during the BLM riots yes, of 2020. Yes, yes, she, she despises oh. Trump. And now look. Yes. The mainstream media is massively pushing the pop star to continue furthering their agenda. She suddenly becomes political, and now she's plastered all over magazines, airports, the NFL, and now even the Super Bowl. It's just 24-7 oh, no. nauseating coverage. And we're supposed to pretend we don't see the PSYOP? Look, we all know what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and it's not natural. It's a coordinated marketing campaign by Democrats to leverage celebrities to excite their base into coming out and voting. They know Joe hmm. Biden is incapable of doing that. So instead, they have to use their Hollywood puppets to propagate a narrative that'll influence the absent-minded masses. I mean, come on. They did it once before. Why not do it again? And this time, go really hard and double down all the way. Isn't it interesting? She just so happens to be dating Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, better known as Mr. Pfizer, oh, who's now also going to the Super Bowl, which is sponsored by, you guessed it, Pfizer. By the oh. way, how shameful is it the New York Post further pushes the propaganda, putting this story first above the headline regarding the three U.S. servicemen who were killed in the drone strike in Jordan yesterday. Amazing. Really goes to show where our priorities lie as a nation. It's rather disgusting, but I digress. Yes, you America's are. pop star celebrity <laughs> sweetheart joins forces with a top dog in the NFL playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. 
This is bread and circuses on steroids. Trump University. Go pricks. Go pricks. She's just jealous because no one will ever consider her an asset, right? Just an asset. <laughs> I know. I messed up. I said I said it was a guy. It was a girl. Can I Allison. permission to say hey Can you give me a hey please? hey Thank you. Oh, there you go. hey <laughs> Jesus. She the, puts the, that lady, whoever that is, what was her name? Allison No, 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 no. no. I, I don't want to waste the mental ram. That's right. With it. She puts the ass in acid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we ready to see what's happening down in the clown car garage, Joe? Okay. Oh, my God. Oh it's There's so... You know, sometimes, sometimes your clown car segments, you know, are hilariously parody. And sometimes they're so close to reality, you can't tell if it's parody or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to have to guess. Right. Yes, so, uh, so let's go. <laughs> Maybe she just bought into all the lies about conservatives and Republicans that they're racist and sexist and homophobic and xenophobic and transphobic and Islamophobic, that Republicans and conservatives want dirty air and water and a total ban on all abortion with no exceptions. It is so scary. There was a recent poll. One That's fifth of Taylor it. Swift fans said they would back whichever candidate that she endorsed. 18% of voters are more likely to back a Taylor hey, Swift endorsed candidate. A single post of hers led to 35,000 new registrants. That's arguably more power than the president. Biden effectively has Taylor Swift as his VP. Taylor Swift's cat is valued, one of them is valued at $97 million because of its Instagram impact. Her cat? Her cat. Brain dead, low information voters. Of course, I'm talking about Swifties. We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock. We have Ted Nugent. We have Has influencers. Right, we have all these people. John Voight. What world are we living in? Sure seems planned. Nothing but a psyop. The Pentagon psyop unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset. Taylor Swift, of course, also a psyop for the NFL wives out there. Don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. But it would be the single dumbest thing a mega superstar could ever do. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in politics. We don't want to see you there. And uh, let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, okay? <laughs> Chaos on Bullshit Mountain! Right? <laughs> That's exactly what it is, Joe. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just like the, the M&Ms. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> Oh Lord, and and Mr. Potato Head. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, this week the cloud car update is plunged into the cesspool that is the right wing media bubble, Uh-oh. otherwise known by insiders as JGN or the Joseph Goebbels Network. Right. <laughs> I need a gas mask. You may need. You may know it by its familiar name, Fox News. Anyway, the hairstylists at Fox had their work cut off for them literally because most of their infamous ho- hosts had their hair on fire because of the latest QAnon uncovered plot to destroy America and rig the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, specifically the Fox, the plot to fix the game so that Kansas City wins, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift could announce their engagement and then endorse Joe Biden. For president, all in an effort to undo democracy. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. You get it? You get it? Yeah. <clears throat> so, our undercover team at CCU went 
digging into the dark web to find out what the crack-addled incels are vomiting up on 4chan. Uh-oh. And about Ms. Swift and her bow. Uh-oh. Uh, here are some of the theories that we found in Eunuch World. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, you might want to write these down because they're a little hard to follow. Uh, I don't okay. think so. Well, okay, okay, but you should have... Pencil and paper ready. This was posted by the user Harley Hayseed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. And I quote, Proof that the Super Bowl is being rigged by a satanic cabal of elites of the New World Order operating on an international child sex trafficking ring out of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria. So Taylor Swift can announce her endorsement of Joe Biden. Okay. Okay. Now here. First. Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria delivers. <laughs> who, else, who else delivers? Okay. I don't know. The quarterback on a football team. Oh. oh. <laughs> gotcha. Who is, God. Who is the Kansas City Chiefs? Hole. Who is the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback? Uh, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Oh. What's his initials? PM. Oh. Okay. oh. And will we know who won the Super Bowl? In the PM. PM. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, okay. I, okay. It's all, it's all, it's all coming together. Wait, wait. There's more. Who does he deliver to or huh? pass to? I don't know. Travis Kelsey. Oh. oh. What are his initials? TK. Ah. Oh. Who is he dating? Taylor. Yes. Yes. What are her initials? TS. Yes. Who is Joe Biden? Yes. Who is Joe Biden? JB. Satan. <laughs> oh. Put Kelsey, Kelsey's and Swift's Wait, initials together. I can't, I can't figure this follow out. Follow this. And what do they spell? T-K-T-S. Is that the T-K? Which can only, stand, can only stand for one thing. What? Absolutely the nothing. The kiss to Satan in the PM. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. There you have it. I thought TKTS was a... Right uh, a Har- Harley Hayseed's post on uh, 4chan. I thought TKTS oh was God, a ticket... That made st- no sense whatsoever. I, thought, I don't know. I thought TKTS was a ticket booth for uh, Broadway shows. Well, it is too, but <laughs> that it's... Oh, but that's, uh, that's, secretly... Don't get me started. Ooh, that's another ooh. plot. Oh, the oh, Broadway shows have that, to, that, have that to be somewhere. They knew that. They knew all this was happening, you know? Oh, yeah, the but Broadway, anyway. Broadway is somehow involved. Okay, this, this next one is posted okay. by user... Irving Incel. Okay, Irving Incel. Okay. Yeah. I have proof that Taylor Swift plans to endorse Joe Biden after a completely fixed Super Bowl. Okay. Oh. The fact is, Taylor Swift, Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden are are the same people. (laughs) First, have you ever seen Joe Biden at a Taylor Swift concert? No, No, I don't think so. Have you ever seen Taylor Swift in the White House since Biden's been president? Oh. oh, gosh. And where was Taylor Swift when Hunter Biden was arraigned? Oh. oh. I don't know. I don't know. She wasn't there, was she? No. That's why Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift, a.k.a. Joe Biden. Ah. Because he plans to retire after this totally fixed Super Bowl and take a job on Joe Biden's second term. As possibly secretary of baby killing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. 
Well, oh. that's just another post, you know. We have more. Okay. Wow. Here's another one. This is from Fleming Asshole. Okay. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift will travel from Tokyo to Las Vegas to attend the Super Bowl, which starts at 6.30 p.m. It is 5,000. Now write this all down because okay. you, you have to follow the math here. Okay. It is 5,000. The deep state, how they figure these things out. Okay. It is 5,537 miles from Tokyo to Las Vegas. Okay. That is 8,917 kilometers. Oh, okay. Okay. Subtract 5,541 from 8,917. Yeah. And what do you get? I don't know. 3,376. Oh. Starting to make sense now? Okay. Shouldn't that be, shouldn't okay. that be a negative number? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm clueless, dude. It is 2,085 miles from Las Vegas to Washington, D.C. Okay. Mm-hmm. Subtract 2,085 from the 3,376. And what do you yeah. get? Uh, 666. 1,291. Ah. Oh. Aha, yeah, see? See? You it's starting to emerge, right? Uh, it, it's bubbling. Okay. Travis Kelsey's <laughs> number is 87. Oh, okay. Okay, this is correct. 87 from 1291 and you get 1204. Okay. Mm-hmm. The distance from Las Vegas to Fort Worth. Oh, okay. Oh, my head hurts. Fort Worth <laughs> was established. Fort Worth was established in 1849. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got. I think I get. Got it now. Swift. I think so. All right, because Swift was 18 when she was Nashville Songwriter of the Year. Okay. What? The Chiefs are playing the 49ers. 1849. The fix is in. Oh. Okay. There you go. I have such a headache. All right. My head's. You have a headache. I had My brain cell is rebelling. I had a, I had to go on the dark web and, and, and dig these up. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry for your loss. This last one is from Thoughts and prayers. Jebediarrhea. Jebediarrhea. Yeah, right? <laughs> Francie. Yeah, diarrhea. You lost, Francie. I want right, Breathe into a bag. <laughs> breathe into I a bag. I can't. Okay. Here's what Jebba Diarrhea had to say. <laughs> this is on 4chan. Look, it's not me. You're killing me. Help! I gotta get through this, Francis. Okay, here's what Jebba Diary has to say. The Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl to be played on 2-11-24. Okay. Oh, no. I don't care. I don't care. I have a diarrhea. 
guys shouldn't go on. To... Oh, God! Did you <laughs> okay, that's, that's, I didn't that's, pick that's... his name. Yeah, you did! <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you created this magic! Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Ow. Okay, my go ass. on. Oh, my God. Okay, 211.24, go ahead. Okay, two, yeah. okay the, Kansas City, the Super Bowl is at 211.24. Yeah. The Italian Space Agency is launching a spy satellite on 210.24. Oh. Yeah. That could change the score of the game in favor of the Chiefs. Ah. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. And Jewish space lasers. Oh. Ah, yes. Are also positioned... To shine in the eyes of all the 49er players, blinding them. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, God. Laser surgery. Hugo Chavez designed the score, changing software, financed by George Soros and Bill Gates. Oh, Oh. After the win. One of them guys is dead. It doesn't matter. Come on. Come on. You know, Jebediah, you know what he's talking about. (laughs) After the win. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will announce their engagement and endorse Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, this is Jebediah Rhea. <laughs> and he says, and I will be 45 years old, still a virgin, living with my mother. Yeah, and unvaccinated. <laughs> and he's, course, he also puts on her. He also puts down, I have been on Tinder for 10 years and can be found by the nickname Swipe Left. (laughs) 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 Okay. Swipe. Swipe left, right? Swipe. Swipe left. Swipe. Swipe left. And and here's the theory that it is no conspiracy, no matter who wins the Super Bowl or who endorses, endorses Joe Biden. Endoses. Donald Trump will still owe $84 million to E. Jean Carroll and $370 million to Letitia James. Yes. Yes. Exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> Holy hell, oh, Joe. Oh, God. I was, I was expecting Pfizer to somehow be in then Jebediah Rhea's. Uh... <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was painful. <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you didn't laugh at Irving Incel? Yeah. No. No, no. Jebediah or, or Fleming, Fleming yeah. asshole. Yeah. Right, Fleming asshole. Yeah, that Fleming asshole was. Yeah. Fleming, Fleming, Fleming. Fleming. Oh, I thought was Fleming asshole. No, Fleming. His name was. Oh Fleming come asshole. on! I I, yes. I misheard. No, Jebediah wins. <laughs> he wins. Well, to, yeah, to we wrap up the uh, mind to get there, <laughs> but you did. Yeah. Yes. Well, to wrap the math up, was hard. The math was hard. I don't know how you did the math. I know the math. Math like, is hard. I actually had to reverse engineer that. I had to. <laughs> God, that math. took about an hour. <laughs> you and Google are the best. To, to reverse engineer. Yeah. Yes. Well, to. So, uh, well, you to, know the the. the Final part of that puzzle was when Fort Worth was founded. Yeah, really, <laughs> that was random. 1849. 1849. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Hike, hike, hike. Right. I sort of yes. backed into that one. What right. I yes. love about this is they can't root for Kansas City because of Taylor and Travis. Yeah. But so if they root for the 49ers, they're rooting for Nancy for Pelosi's San Francisco. Team. And, so and they don't know San what Francisco, the hell to do with themselves. San Francisco they values. San Francisco. <laughs> right? Oh, they know what to do with themselves. Oh. <laughs> 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 so I guess we have a point. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. Well, like Joe, they'll get baptized. Well, yeah. Yes. I, I fervently pray that if if Kansas City prevails and they do win and they ask Travis Kelsey, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? He says, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. There you go. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, uh, so with all the crazy right wing meltdown of the uh, tale for Taylor Swift, um, Colin Coward, uh, who's a sports commentator, had this to say. There's about. a lot of really weird, lonely, insecure men out there. Um, the fact that a pop star, the world's biggest pop star, is dating a star tight end who had one of his greatest games ever. And a network puts them on the air briefly that it bothers you. What does that say about your life? Judge people sometimes on the silly stuff that bothers them. It'll tell you a lot about them. When I hear this whole thing about Taylor Swift, I just want to watch football. Liar. You're lying. That's not true. A football telecast is not just football. In fact, the commercials for four hours before the Super Bowl will be widely watched. Did you know statistically in a three and a half hour NFL playoff broadcast or regular season broadcast, just 18 minutes are actual football. And we have the data. We have the numbers. You don't turn away. There's coaches cutaways. They show fans in Buffalo on fire, uh, commercials, reviews, 18 minutes of real football. For the record, about the length of five Taylor Swift songs. Listen to this. The New York Times measured how long she was actually on the broadcast. Do you know how long it is on average? 25 seconds in three and a half hours. Against the Ravens, it was up to a whopping 32 seconds. It was 14 Chiefs and Raiders on Christmas, 12 Chiefs and Bengals, uh, 24 seconds, Buffalo, Kansas City. She was on for a minute against the Dolphins, but it was an absolutely awful broadcast. They should have had a concert in the middle of it. That would have been more interesting. <laughs> and why wouldn't CBS, which you know has the Grammys, cross-promote the world's biggest pop star? Hey, listen, I worked at the other network. I work at Fox. I've seen us jam people on TV shows I would never watch during football games and sporting events. Don't forget to watch this right after the game. I've already forgot about it. Let's get back to the game. But I don't have to rush to social media. I'm okay with it. Here's the other thing that strikes me. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Love him. Drake on everything. Spike Lee, Knicks games, Eminem, Michigan sporting events. We celebrate it. 80s, 90s, Jack Nicholson, Laker games is cool. Saw Jack. But a talented and beautiful woman is on the air, one who would never pay attention to lonely men, and it bothers them. Yep. There's a stat out there, it's kind of uncomfortable for you sad guys, that 50% of men never have real intimacy with a woman. That means <laughs> the other 50% have multiple intimate relationships with women. And those ones that don't are angry and sad and lonely, and they are often misogynistic and resent women who didn't give them the time they think they deserve. We celebrate all these goofballs jumping on tables in Buffalo and cheese hats and men and men and Matthew McConaughey and Drake and Jack Nicholson, men and men and men and Eminem and it's cool and can I get a selfie and I can't believe I saw. And a young, attractive, beautiful, talented woman comes on for 25 seconds. 
and you're bothered. Again, judge people by the silly things that bother them. This says nothing, this anger. This says nothing about Taylor Swift. It says everything about the men bothered by it. Amen. Amen. Yes. Exactly. I included that because that is exactly what I've been thinking. Because it's a she. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what it was. Now yep. you know where Jebediah was going. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yep. Truth. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, people that are off their rocker, uh, Maria <laughs> Maria Bartiromo had on this uh, some congressman named August Flugger. Flugger? P-F-U-L-U-G. Flugger. <laughs> he might as well just be uh, Representative Jebediah. Well, I mean, yes. do you have any idea how it's possible that our U.S. officials missed this drone coming in, uh, which killed our three heroes? How is it possible that it wasn't you know intercepted? That- I know that the Department of Defense will be looking at that. Obviously, a tactical uh, situation that they need to investigate, and I don't want to uh, surmise without having looked at the facts on this. Uh, but it's, I, th- I think the bigger picture is there have been dozens of strikes, dozens of attacks in the last month or two. I think you and I have even talked about it in the last month from Iran, from their proxies on U.S. warships and, and on you know, locations just like this uh, where we have soldiers and, and military personnel stationed that have been unresponded to. And that is the kind of thing, strategically, we have to deter those, and it's the weakness that invites that aggression. Well, maybe they're focused too much on DEI. There's a concern oh. of the FBI because they're dropping the FBI special agent requirements in the name of DEI. Oh. I'm just wondering if that has anything to do with missing an important drone that just killed three of our heroes, Congressman. And by the way, the national security issues go way beyond just this. Look at your backyard at the southern border. 302,000 people apprehended in the month of December alone. Compare that to 405,000 for the entire year of the final year of the Trump administration. How does this president get to say he's been saying it's not secure for 10 years when, in fact, day one, he walked into the White House and overturned all the Trump policies at the border? Trump University, go prick. Trump (laughs) University, go prick. Oh, just enough to repeat it, right? So, (laughs) but God, oh, DEI is the whole problem. These three oh, soldiers yeah. got got killed because of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're, they're like a dog with a new bone. They're not going to let the DEI, DEI bone go. Well, I mean, Trump tried to get rid of DEI with an executive order when he was in the White House. That was one of the first things that Biden overturned. And having served over 30 years in the federal government, the whole DEI thing is it's, 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 it's just stupid. I mean... I mean, the, the whole problem with DEI is basically white people no longer have a lock on society. Right. You That's the I mean, problem. What, what the, the involvement of, of the whole DEI campaign is they had a committee that set up, you know, voluntary uh, seminars at lunchtime, you know, once once a month for each whatever month it was, whether it's Black History Month or Asian aware, you know, Asian American Pacific Island, and they brought in like some speakers uh, who gave a little presentation, and then they sent out some emails, uh, you know, about famous Asian Americans or Black people, you know, famous African Americans or whatever, and that was the extent of it. <laughs> 
you know, and they talked about hiring practices not discriminating. And that was the extent of it. That, but they like they were trying to make it like some big boogeyman. Oh, the agencies can't operate now because of DEI. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Just as Listen, when you hear this stridency in her voice, I mean, she's one one tick short of completely hysterical. Yes. And I don't know whether she's trying to fight Jeannie Pirro for drunk lady on TV, right? most often drunk off her ass. But, I mean, that voice is so repellent. Yes. I know. I I'm, just, I'm like, how can... Down. I have no idea what she said because she was screeching like a banshee. I don't and know she, how she anyone sounded, watch her. She sounded insane. Yeah, I try to stay away from crazy people. I, I, I just can't imagine who watches that. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. It's I like know. fingernails oh. on a chalkboard yak. So, but oh. anyway, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Casey Hunt had uh, Anthony Scaramucci on. You remember, uh, what, what was Mr. the term? Mr. 11 Days. Scaramucci. Yes. Scaramucci. Yes. Scaramucci. Mr. 11 Days. Well, you know, sort of by saying I've been a lifelong Republican. I've sort of been in the the Mitt Romney, Jeb Bush uh, community of the Republican Party, uh, and I have a lot of respect for Governor Haley, but I think you have to be honest about where the situation is. Uh, the former president will win this nomination unless there's some type of legal avalanche that takes place uh, from the Department of Justice or perhaps one of the states. But even in that situation, those proceedings take longer than usual. Uh, and I think we do have a rematch, and I'm a patriot first and a partisan second. And so I'm going to go with the institutions of the democracy and the checks and balances of the system and not somebody that's talking about tyranny and talking about being a dictator for a day or using the Department of Justice to persecute his political adversaries. He's also talked about taking FCC licenses away uh, from companies that don't necessarily agree with political views. So I think we have to take these things seriously at this point. Uh, there'll be a lot of discussion that comes out related to the insurrection and the election interference cases uh, in the next couple of months. And I think you'll see a president and his team that has very low regard for the American democracy. So uh, this is a democracy that made your family and my family incredibly successful in this country. And I think we have to look at it that way, a result of which I'll be helping President Biden. I'll I'll raise the money, provide media advocacy and take the necessary steps to make sure he's reelected president. Not that he needs my help, by the way, uh, because he'll win this race handily, uh, primarily because Mr. Trump has not been able to expand his base. There you have it right there. There you go. There Thank you, you Anthony. And, and you know what? He's right. He's not expanding his base. No. He, nope. kill, he killed off, you know, what, 15% of his voters with yeah. COVID, with all of his misinformation. And then, Not enough. Yep. Having, what, what did they say? How many people died from taking the horse dewormer? 18, 17,000 people? You know? Jesus. So it's just crazy. Just crazy. But, uh, you know, he's not expanding his base. So who knows? I mean, he could lose in a landslide. But if we get a crazy third-party candidate in there, he could eke out the Electoral College, too. And we could be stuck with him for another four years. That's not going to happen, but that doesn't mean we we are care, careless about it. Well, I was encouraged by the uh, the fact that uh, Dean Phillips came in third place in South Carolina with like what one point eight percent of the vote. <laughs> Marianne Williams actually beat him with like two point four or something. And 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 well, of course, press didn't pick this up at all. 
But in Indiana yesterday, the Indiana state, whoever investigates federal election, their state election, a whole bunch of fraudulent uh, Dean Phillips voters were discovered in that from the from uh, registering. And so now there's an investigation into Dean Phillips campaign. Mm. I guess he tried to buy them off with gelato. You know, he owns Talenti gelato. Oh. I used to, yeah, that's where his money comes from. And I loved that. And now I won't eat it anymore. So, oh, wow. I, that, <laughs> which I didn't is realize. better for me physically, but I will yeah. miss it. But no, <laughs> he, right. you know, so there's crooked things afoot there. He wouldn't have gotten on the, uh, you know, he wouldn't have qualified apparently for the ballot, you know, for the primary. So um, apparently there is more. Uh, you know, gambling in this establishment shocking that right, he would be cheating. Go. Right. Yeah, and then Maggie Haberman had some bad news for Donald Trump. Is he paying? Do we, we were talking about this last night with Eugene Carroll and whether or not that could come out of the super PAC. Do we know what he is personally paying for at this point, if anything? So a couple of things. It can't come out of the super PAC legally. He can't. That, that's, that would be coordination. The Political Action <laughs> Committee, which is what Save America is. It, as as I expect it will show in the report, we don't know for sure, but just based on the math that I know is there, unless unless they had a flood of donations, it, it would only cover a fraction. Uh, and campaign finance experts are split on whether he could use that anyway. So yes, it will have to be from him. And, you know, he and his company are fairly indistinguishable. He did have to put up money in the first E. Jean Carroll mm-hmm. trial. It was $5 million. This is a lot more than $5 million. And we could be getting the civil suit for the inflating his, his businesses mm-hmm. soon. Uh, when I was looking at Alina Haba when she came out after he after that $83.3 million verdict on Friday, I think one question is, is he happy with his legal team at this point? I mean, I know that's a broad term because there's so many of them. But, I mean, what have you heard about that? So I think a couple of things. Uh, he's, he's almost never happy with his legal team at various points, and, <laughs> and you know this as well as anybody, um, especially when, when people just leave court. There are a couple of members of his legal team, like Todd Blanche, who have not yet been tested in court, and it will be interesting to see how he does uh, if the uh, Alvin Bragg Manhattan District Attorney hush money case goes forward in March, as we expect, and he's on that case. Um, I, don't, I don't know how winnable this case was for anybody, Alina Haba or not, um, but, you know, Trump has certain things that he wants from his lawyers, and I, and I think you see that. There you go, right? <laughs> Hi, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah, well, just like that. She's back at her stripper pole. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is it. He, You know, this report came out that he spent, what, 50, 50-something million dollars of his super PAC to pay his lawyers? That's not right. I'm surprised they even got paid. By the way, did you see? Did you see Rudy Giuliani and his in his bankruptcy uh, admitted that Trump hasn't paid him for his legal services? Well, duh. <laughs> and we're supposed to be surprised. Oh, you mean a con man, a man who's been a con man grifter his whole life yeah. hasn't paid his bills? Yes, Donnie Deadbeat. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they asked Trump about his uh, civil civil uh, uh, fine of eighty three. Or, uh, actually, $88 million to uh, to E. Jean Carroll, and uh, he said that. Um, so do you plan to try to use campaign funds or tax money to try to pay some of the penalties in uh, New York defamation and fraud cases? I don't understand what. Are, are you thinking of potentially trying to use campaign money to pay some of those penalties that you, that you might incur? What penalties? In the New York fraud case, the defamation case. I, I didn't do anything I wrong. Know. I mean, that's been proven as far as I'm concerned. Oh. And actually, we won in the Court of Appeals. You probably oh, saw you that. Did. That case has been largely won 
in the Court of Appeals. Oh, uh, that was a political case coordinated with the White House by the Attorney General, I assume is what you're talking about. And we won that case largely in the Court of Appeals. That's a ridiculous case. That case is a case. That We think you're full of shit. Yes, we think you're full of shit. That's right. Yep. Oh, wow. Full of shit is a Christmas tree. Yes. Oh, I won in the Court of Appeals. No, you didn't. No. I didn't win anything. I didn't win anything. You didn't win shit. Yeah. But you can see, he he sounded real nervous there. (laughs) He is nothing. Right? He is nothing. He's nothing, nothing, nothing. There you have it. And then uh, Ken Buck. A new and potentially fatal blow to House Republican efforts to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Republicans can only lose two votes when the full House takes up articles of impeachment next week. And we're just learning they've lost one. Let me get right to the man who now tells NBC News he is a solid no on impeachment, Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado. Welcome back to the program, Congressman. I know you were previously undecided. What led you to decide you will vote no? Well, uh, this is not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not an impeachable offense. This is a policy difference. Um, Let me, from the outset, say there is a crisis on the border. Uh, the, The law needs to be enforced. Um, but uh, if we start going down this path of impeachment with a uh, cabinet official, uh, we are opening a door as Republicans that we don't want to open. The next president, who is a Republican, will face the same scrutiny from Democrats. It's wrong, and, and we should not set this precedent. Have leaders been trying to convince you otherwise? And is there anything that will change your mind? Or when you say solid no, you mean solid no. Yeah, I'm not I'm not changing my mind. I have met with uh, Chairman Green from the Homeland Security uh, Committee. I have met with uh, the staff. I have talked to outside constitutional experts. I've talked to former members of Congress about what this would mean for Congress. Uh, I I believe I have done my due diligence and and I am standing firm uh, at this point on on this. If there's some new evidence, I'm happy to look at it, but I don't believe there will be. So much for that. One more vote and they don't have enough. Yes, and this is because Buck is not running again. Right. And the only time a Republican tells the truth is when they're out, you know, they're out of power or they're not running again. They have mm-hmm. nothing else to lose. So right. enjoy, when, when Mitt Romney says, you know, the majority of my party doesn't believe in democracy, take him at his word. He knows what he's talking about. Yes. Yes. Well, and... Uh, uh, I didn't know this, but George Conway has a, a video podcast called George Conway Explains It All. <laughs> I nope. didn't know this. No, it wouldn't watch. But uh, anyway, he had on Roberta Kaplan and she told this story. Yeah, so let, me, let me get you there. So, so I'm still at the, the, the fraud deposition. We go through, we end about four o'clock in the afternoon. And um, we come in the room and I say, I'm done asking questions. And immediately I hear from the other side, off the record, off the record, off the record. Um, so they must have planned it. And he looks at me from across the table and he says, see you next Tuesday. For the uh, second I deposition. Was the deposition on a Tuesday, counsel? And I, well, no. No, I don't think it was. We'll look it up, but I don't think it was. And I, thank it God, wasn't. had no idea what that meant. So I said to him, what are you talking about? I'm coming back on Wednesday. 
Which literally is an honest answer. I had no idea what he was talking about. Then we get into the car. Did he respond? My, Wait, did he did he laugh? But they or said, something? see, they said it sort of like in a deliberate way, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I thought you could tell it was like it was like a kind of a joke again, like teenage boys would come up with. Yeah, but again, no, that I is a teenage boy joke. level joke. Yeah, I wasn't in on the joke, so I had no idea. Then we get into the car, and my colleagues are like, "Robbie, do you know what that means?" And I'm like, "No, what are you talking about?" They tell me, and I'm like, "Oh my god, thank God I didn't know, because had I known, I, I for sure would have gotten angry." There's no question I would have gotten angry, and I didn't because I didn't know. So I was super polite, and I looked like I was being above it all, which I wasn't. I just didn't understand. <laughs> um, so then That's we just an back. amazing story. Yeah. Are you shit me? Thank you, John. Yeah. Really? He said that? I'm, am, I, I'm, am I surprised? No. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, we, uh, we heard that he threw the papers... When he found out that Alina Haba told them they could have lunch at Mar-a-Lago, because he was going to be paying for their lunch, and then he threw the papers when he said, "She said, she said, can we take a break for lunch?" And he's like, "Well, what do you think you're doing for lunch?" She says, "Well, your lawyers uh, graciously agreed to let us have lunch here." And he picked up the papers and threw them and stormed out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) If only there was ketchup. Right? (laughs) Oh my God! All the ketchup memes were great this week. Yes, but uh, anyway, we'll close out with uh, uh, there's a uh, uh, this r- reporter named Douglas Ross Scottish. He was on a British t- uh, television station, and uh, he was uh, being interviewed when a truck drove by. Is he a better pandemic leader than uh, Boris Johnson. Well, as I was uh, saying earlier, we now know that the Scottish government were looking at political gain during the pandemic. They said some of the decisions were taken for purely political reasons. They wanted to create a Rami with the UK government. And today, this this was appalling what we heard today, that the Scottish government were considering the implications of independence and getting into the EU when they were looking at a travel ban from Spain. They actually considered what Spain's reaction that would be in terms of their own obsession with separation and taking Scotland out of the United Kingdom. And apologies, there was some bad language in the background, not from you. Uh, uh, apologies to anyone who was offended. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy driving by saw him and, and yelled out, Hey, Dougie, you fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Wait, God, that just made me bad language. <laughs> just made me laugh. Oh my God. Yeah, oh, my that's great. Oh, I love gosh. it. All right, well, we'll see if Trump is going to owe $370 million uh, this week, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Oh, please. Uh, Hand in the wallet. Yes. And next Sunday is the Super Bowl, so but we'll be back with a new show next week. Because uh, we'll be on, on lo- we'll be uh, recording long before the uh, Super Bowl. But uh, with that, uh, for Sue, tell people where they can check you out. You can find me everywhere on social media except Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter at 841920MIMA6. Um, you can find me on Spoutable, on Post, on Threads, on Instagram at Sue in Rockville. You can find me as part of Media Buster 6, which is also on Instagram, on um, Threads, and on Twitter. And you can find me laid up in bed in my living room starting tomorrow afternoon, recovering from knee replacement surgery. Uh, oh, is it, are you, is, it, is it outpatient? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always outpatient. Oh, well, that's good. I thought you were well, in the hospital. I should be home tomorrow, probably by four at the latest. I'm ah. happy that I'm at least first. So I get up. I got to be there at six. Surgery is at 730. 
So I will be in a drug-induced haze for the next 72 hours. So if anything big happens, you got to text me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Good luck all right. for having me back. Thank you, Sue. Good luck with your surgery. Thank yes, you so Sue. much. And Francie? Uh, here. <laughs> um, I'm on the things. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm on like- the things, not a lot. I see you mostly on Threads and Instagram. Threads and Instagram, pretty much are. are Francie fifty seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you for having me. And good luck tomorrow, Miss Sue. Thank yes. you, darling. Yes. And Adam. Oh uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on the Threads at uh, the Adam Hebert. Um, I'm also starring a new music show this Wednesday night at uh, nine. Eastern uh, Bardic Inspiration, upbeat inspiration music to help get you through over the hump and ease you into the weekend. All right. Nice. Thank you, Adam and Joe. Uh, my name is on Facebook and on Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get your phone number later, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, but there's there's nothing going to be there. And uh, I'm also on WordPress, but I don't even do that anymore because nobody reads my shit oh. anyway uh <laughs> well that's true Aww. anyway uh that's it and uh good luck sue good luck thank sue. you darling i'm good glad luck, you're first sue, thinking about you yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll give a full report the next the next time i'm on <laughs> okay yeah, and you can follow me on everything but the Twitter at Tim Gormall, and we'll close out with our good buddy Lauren's latest song, They Need to Calm Down, about Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> so take it away, Lauren, and we will see you all soon. The Red's losing their mind about a pop star, and they're taking shots at her that are bizarre. A woman with clout makes them freak out. Since her bow is going to the Super Bowl, Proving it's a plot is their new goal, and we're just like, hey, they are not okay. Now they're upset she'll use a private jet, but hey, it fixes their position on admissions, a transition they'll likely take back. The truth and facts never stop these hacks, so oy They need to calm down, stop being such clowns. And I'm just like, oy Why does Taylor Swift like make them so miffed and coming unwound? They need to calm down. Kelsey's vaccine PSA got their goat. They hate that Taylor tells all their fans to vote. And we're like, ooh, she was never one of you. The way they're fighting back is a real scream. They're rooting for the bluest city's team, for heaven's sakes. They call us the snowflakes. Their fear has led to smearing while conspiracies that these celebrities are cheesing to appease the Biden campaign. They're insane. Dads, Browns, and Chads all getting so mad. Oy vey! They need to calm down. Stop being such clowns. And I'm just like, oy Why does Taylor Swift like make them so miffed and coming unwound? They need to calm down. See him criticize celebrity idolatry. The MAGA cult has murdered irony. 
These folks gonna choke Cause the Super Bowl's woke They're writing my jokes They need to calm down They need to calm down Stop being such clowns And I'm just like Oy Why does Taylor Swift Like make them so miffed And coming unwound They like need to calm down <laughs>